Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the channel or podcast wherever you are listening from. My name is Peter Barber. I am a professional opera singer, host of this podcast, Vocal Arts with Peter Barber, and a member of the Bass Gang. A couple weeks ago, I had the great pleasure of sitting down and chatting, finally, with Luke Taylor. Truly, one of the most well-known basses in the world, with 4 million followers on TikTok. He's been on American Idol. He's a member of the Wellerman group that is gaining fame rapidly. Um, but man, Luke and I have been in touch for probably about two years now. Kind of since he blew up on TikTok, we've been in touch. And we finally got to have an hour-long conversation. And I'll tell you, by the end, we're very vocal about it. We really feel like boys, like we're boys by the end of this conversation. It was really wonderful. But it was really cool to hear about Luke's whole upbringing in music, what he's doing now, what it was like to go as viral as you can go viral on social media, um, his approach to his voice and his technique, the kinds of other vocal things he's working on, whether it's his new album which is coming out, or he's also training a bit as an opera singer, where I will hopefully be some kind of mentor to him in that area. And to hear about, you know, his goals. You know, his his goals are not fame and fortune. He really is a guy who wants a simple life uh, making music. And, you know, having a huge following is never part of that. And I will let him tell you the rest of the story. But here it is, a conversation with my brother, Luke Taylor. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everyone, wherever you are watching or listening from. Today we are here with Luke Taylor. And I'm actually going to pass the baton over to him and let him give a little brief introduction as to who he is and what he's up to these days. Well, hello, my name is Luke. Um, I am a bass singer on TikTok and um, also a singer-songwriter. And I started up my bass singing career on accident, actually. Um, and it was doing the Wellerman trend in 2020. And then after that, everything just kind of happened. And it wasn't something that I had really asked for, but I enjoy doing it. Um, and so it's given me a lot of awesome opportunities, like I can pay for my college with it. Um, and I've gotten to be on some TV shows and stuff like that. I'm studying music in college now, which is awesome. Um, and then, I mean, in the future, who knows? But for now, I'm just going to keep doing TikTok-based stuff. <laughs> so, Dude, that's yeah. amazing. I did not realize that it was so successful that you could pay for your college tuition. That is mind-boggling so yeah i know it's congrats ridiculous. man that's fantastic yeah um so let's wind the clock back what is kind of your musical upbringing what led you to studying music in college um i did not have any musical training before i got to college so my dad um was really the one who like got me into singing um because he's a great piano player and he's got a great voice he'll never admit it though um, and we were kids, he would just play the piano and ask us to come sing for him. And I loved doing that. And then, um, when I got to high school, I did like choirs and stuff, you know, just really basic stuff. And then, uh, there was one day in college where I was like, oh, you know what, maybe I'll join like just a choir for fun. Cause I like singing. So I did that and I was late for the dress rehearsal and I was running through the halls of the school of music. And I literally ran into the dean of the school of music and he was like, oh, can, can I help you? And I was like, no, I'm just going to this dress rehearsal. And he was like, can you say that one more time? And I was like, I'm just going to this dress rehearsal. And he was like, here's my card. And he gave me his card. And then I, I was I called him and I was like, hi. And he was like, you're in the school of music now. And I was like, all right, I guess so. So that's how I became a music student. That is, I mean, it is so true that colleges everywhere are always hurting for even normal bases, much yeah. less like very low bases yeah. like yourself. So yeah. they like they don't even need to know if you can sing in two. And they're just yeah. like, we'll just throw you on base two and yeah. it'll, we'll give a little rumble down there and it doesn't even yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you can sing quite well. So I'm sure that was a very pleasant surprise <laughs> Thank you. for yeah. them. So what has your other involvement been like? And you're at Liberty, correct? Yes, Which yeah. is just an hour from where I grew up, about an hour really? south. Yeah, I grew, okay. up, I grew up in Central Virginia. Okay. So Liberty, nice. actually, we used to do like track meets there and stuff in high really? school. Really? Yeah. Wow. Man. That's awesome. Uh, it's cool, man. They actually have a really, really nice facility for, yeah. for indoor track. Liberty tracks. has they got really some nice money. everything. They actually. got some money down there. Yeah. Yeah. They got some real money. 
So, so yeah. you're doing choirs. Are you taking any classical voice lessons? Are like, are you dabbling in the opera side of things at all? Yeah, yeah. So I took classical lessons for the past two years, but I finished my lessons on my degree completion plan. But I still want to keep taking them because I mean I have had an untrained voice for the first like twenty years of my life, and um, so I want to keep doing those. I'm doing an opera in February. So I'm so excited. I know, I know. It's just so frustrating because like there are so few like I mean, I don't have the skill training that you do. Like you have just a, an amazing register and range. Thank you, man. Um I can't do that. Like I mean, my range is like uh, I've got a projectable C and then I can go to like a high E and that's it. And it's yeah. like there are very few profundo arias that i can do it's but true it's it's funny it's like so the, hard to find the lowest yeah. roles in opera you still got to have some high notes yeah. because at the end of the day no matter how loud your low c is and you have one of the fattest low c's i can think of it's still not nearly as loud as like a well-projected upper register yeah a well-trained voice and yeah. when you're when you're battling orchestra the whole time, like that's where that's where the that's where the roles just have to be written. Yeah. So even the profundo rules roles, you got to be singing. Yeah, like E's, even some F's probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reliably. Um, yeah. Have you looked at any of Zarastro from the Magic? Yes, I have. OK, so that so. um, What is it? D'Inforo? yes yes i listened to that and i was like holy crap this is crazy but i want to learn it so yep. that one is crazy yeah that's crazy. that's the kind of role that your kind of voice would be perfect for yeah but yeah you're right even that role i mean even there's the, even, ease in that even yeah. that aria with all the sustained low d's has high e's in it yeah like mozart is, what are you doing yeah. man i know ridiculous <laughs> it's so. it is it is a very select few people who can project those low Ds well enough, especially after you've been singing opera and it's like the very end of the day, usually when you're yeah. when you've kind of lost the 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 most bassy part of your voice, especially, mm -hmm. you know, you warmed up and whatever, to still have a bunch of power down there. Yeah. It's rare. I only know yeah. I only know a not even a handful probably of like basses like that who can really sing that role. Yeah. That's amazing. So what what opera are you guys doing? uh we're doing uh man i'm having a brain fart um <laughs> deflator mouse okay no so there's so, no there's really no bass rolls in that no no but are you, just, are you just singing chorus or what yeah i'm singing chorus and i'm also gonna be um frosh the drunk jailer guy so jailers are always bases i know right so i just get to walk around and i'm german there's the warden hello warden and that's it and i love it so, that is fantastic and also yeah. you do speak german don't you? i do speak german yeah i heard this from casper because you absolutely shattered his reality i know that was so <laughs> funny i was dying at that so we were at a restaurant and uh when the wellman were in the uk or whatever and i don't even remember how it came up but like they were like i feel like somebody in the wellman group can speak german and uh bobby's sister was like is it luke and casper was like no there's no way luke speaks german and then he goes actually you know what and he looks over at me and he goes look do you speak german and i was like yeah he was like talk to me in german and i started speaking and he was just like <laughs> like he was blown away he was like you have no accent at all and i was like thank you but yeah american, american really cool. country boy speaking german where did you know right? where'd you learn to speak german uh well i went to school in germany for a little bit which was cool um and I grew up learning German just for fun. And also I'm from like near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And so we've got a lot of um, Amish folk out there that speak German. So interesting. Yeah. I got to get my German up so we can have conversation. Yeah. Usually the further one goes down the pro opera career, usually singers, once they've been working in Europe a lot, mm -hmm. uh, they'll get fluent or close to fluent in italian german and french yeah that's yeah. like definitely and I, I i should get a i need to start prioritizing it really because <laughs> like if i sing in these languages i sound fluent because like my diction and pronunciation has been very well trained 
mm-hmm. but I'm not fluent. Like I'm, I'm like basic conversational in Italian. Yeah. And that's, that's probably it. So I, I, I've actually been meaning to like put it a little higher on the priority list. Yeah. You know, that's very exciting. You're doing opera. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because like, you're like, not all, a, not all voices are suited for opera period. Yeah. Like you have to have a kind of natural power mm-hmm. that you then train up a bunch, of course. Yeah. And even like basses with low voices, like not all of them could really be functional profundos yeah. again because yeah. of this this power and resonance thing. But your voice in particular, I've always wondered. I was like, I wonder if he if he took a, a real stab, like yeah. what, what would happen. So yeah. keep me posted, dude. I'd be happy to like be some kind of quasi mentor. Yeah, as you train, or if you want tips on arias or like rep to sing or how to approach the second passage because that's a pain yeah. in the ass yeah yeah that would <laughs> be fine feel free to hit me up yeah um okay so when did you get into the short form content and kind of what was your online presence like before and then what happened afterwards well i didn't get a phone until i was 18 <laughs> so I downloaded TikTok my first week of college because my roommate at the time was like, you should get TikTok because you're weird. And I feel like people would like that. And I was like, okay. And I did it. And I just posted like stupid videos, whatever. And then um, one day when I was home for Christmas break, I was scrolling and I came across Nathan Evans Wellerman video at like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, this is cool, but it really needs a baseline. So I went out to my kitchen because I didn't want to wake up my family. And I recorded it and I went to sleep. And I woke up and it had like 100,000 likes. And it was like, <laughs> and I I was like blown away. Um, and then throughout the day, it just kept getting bigger. And then I kept making videos like that, like sea shanties and stuff. Uh, sea shanties have never really been my like passion, but I enjoy them. Um, and so that was really what got me started. Um, but I never really wanted to be like big on social media i'm not a huge fan of being like the center of attention and i promise this is not meant to sound like egotistical or rude at all but it's just like like i get recognized a lot for some reason it's always in walmart like i love mac and cheese so i'll be in walmart getting mac and cheese and somebody will walk up to me and be like you're that guy and i'm like i'm that guy this is aisle 15 at walmart i'm here getting my mac and cheese because it's 15 cents cheaper (laughs) and that's just how it goes but um but i would love to get into songwriting i don't really want to be like super famous or anything like that i just want to write songs and live in a little town in the woods and and i'll be a little guy so that's that's where i'm hoping to go in the future it's tough to be a little guy with what four million yeah 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 well i mean i don't think anyone was really passionate about sea shanties until these yeah. kind of came out of the woodwork yeah yeah sea work whatever yes. <laughs> like they really they really came out of nowhere um yeah. aside from like the longest johns and then yeah. i mean they are still raging to this day I know. They're, which is just yeah. shocking so tying into sea shanties how did the the wellerman form i'm just interested to hear it from your perspective i've heard it from from bobby's side and i'm sure the story is similar but how did the Wellerman yeah. kind of come together and how did you guys decide to kind of make it a real ongoing thing? Um, well, Bobby and Johnny added to the duet chain of the Wellerman and I like followed them and they followed me back and we were like, well, this is so cool. We're like sea shanty people now. <laughs> and then uh, we made a group chat so that we could like professionally record it and um, professionally meaning I set up a microphone in my dorm room um and then johnny um was friends with ruben our manager who owns or is a co-owner of 10 west which is the label we're signed to and johnny was like we should sign to this label and we did that and then we just started recording stuff virtually and then ruben was just kind of like hey we should all meet up sometime and so we did that this summer and we recorded for like 10 days and um and then we did some shows we got to sing on a why am i forgetting the word big boat with people on it cruise cruise ship yeah so we got to sing on a cruise ship which was really cool it was my first time being on a cruise ship so, cruise ships are an experience yeah yeah i felt like i had no legs i was like stumbling around everywhere but it was Man, very fun 
have you been on a smaller boat before yeah i i grew up like sailing and stuff like that oh, okay okay yeah. cool yeah it is like a moving island yeah like, especially yeah. nowadays they just keep they just keep getting, getting bigger. bigger yeah yeah okay very cool and you were okay so you kind of started that tiktok chain after yeah. nathan yeah you were like the number two man yeah on that thing yeah. and there wasn't there some talk of trying to do something with nathan but he was already swept up by another label and couldn't couldn't collaborate with you guys yes yes nathan and i have an interesting relationship i think i heard a bit about that yeah recently yeah that was interesting <laughs> so yes yeah a little bit relieved that that didn't work out but yeah, fair enough yeah yeah okay so, cool and then we got sam and i love sam sam is just the best ever dude so, yeah. i can't wait to meet all you guys in person yeah i know i know we're hoping to come to the states next summer so oh, fantastic yeah yeah that'll be fire okay so, awesome yeah awesome okay so nowadays when you approach your tiktok how do you go about it? Are you kind of letting it ride or do you just, are you doing more singer songwriter stuff or still posting shanties or what's your I approach? really just like, I mean, I've been writing a lot. And so pretty much like whenever I write something, I just record it, post it, leave it be. Um, I haven't been too interested in on growing my social media. I never really have been. It just kind of happens. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. I love I love writing songs, and that's really been my main focus for a while musically. Uh, but still, sometimes I'll come, come across videos that I want to do it. And so I've got a whole bunch of them saved in my drafts on TikTok. So we'll see. Maybe you'll see some more of them soon. But <laughs> OK, yeah. wink, wink. Yeah. And um, are you writing like country kind of? Um, I really what? write like folk and Western. I'm not a huge fan of like beer and trucks country. OK. Um. I just don't think that it's a very entertaining genre. I love stories, and I feel like folk is the best genre for telling stories. I love folk music. Um, I also love jazz, but I'm not very good at writing jazz. Jazz is so, very different from Western. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. You must know Coulter Wall. Oh, my gosh. I Hold on. <laughs> How well do you know of Coulter Wall? Pretty well. I've been listening... Like I kind of I kind of found him a few months ago and I've been listening. Oh well, you can see that up there. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So that's from Coulter Walls. I think I have his CD uh, his yeah. Somewhere in my vinyl. I have it. But it's from his imaginary Appalachia album, which is the album that got me into songwriting. So what I love Coulter Wall. What an incredible voice on that guy. Uh he is like, insane crazy yeah like you just I mean, it's 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 such a rare unique kind of timbre yeah everything and i mean like he started recording when he was like 19 and he sounds like he was like 70 and granted yeah. like his vocal technique was not very good when he first started but like no one can tell a story like he can he is just yeah phenomenal phenomenal yeah phenomenal he's his albums are great to listen all the way through yeah yeah absolutely very cool so that's the kind of music you would lean towards yeah yeah or like tyler around. childers i love tyler yeah, childers he's great too yeah um and sturgill simpson not many people have heard of sturgill simpson but he's oh, really good and um, benjamin todd what is sturgill i've definitely heard sturgill simpson before i'm trying to think of the album yeah this is a great album like a very much storytelling album yes have you heard of the song called sam it's like a minute and a half long and it's about a dog that's my favorite song is it, it might be on that album it probably is it's the one where the like the bandits come and they like take his woman yeah. away yeah that yeah. album fire gas <laughs> yes so good it's fantastic yeah. yeah i've been meaning to get into songwriting myself i've been like i've been playing guitar i started playing guitar yeah. at the end of last year and I've pretty much just been working on like chords. Yeah. Just be good enough at chords so I can kind of play anything essentially, yeah. like cover anything. Yeah. And like songwriting is definitely, and it probably would be that kind of music too. I feel like if I were to songwrite, it would be that very much storytelling kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Focus it's just genre. great. I love it. It's so, so good. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. All right. So I want to hear about American Idol and how how you got into that and how that kind of lined up with this 
persona that you know doesn't really want to be in yeah. the limelight and how you kind of balance that yeah so um american idol was interesting i'll say that um so they called me on a thursday and they were like hey we need people for this tv show will you fly out on saturday and i was like sure and so i flew out there just completely on a whim um i expected it to be very different um but i really didn't have a ton of freedom in what i did and they were like hey we want you to do an accent because you are in the country genre and it's like i am from good old pennsylvania i don't have an accent um and um i just feel like it was not very good representation of myself but getting to be on tv and meeting all of those super awesome people was amazing so there were definitely ups and downs not sure that i'd do it again but it was it was definitely cool to get to go on tv so, so did you did you just get to skip those all the preliminary rounds yeah. that most people do yeah they were kind of just like we want you like uncle sam and i was like okay and then i <laughs> went so so your yeah. first your first singing for american idol was actually in the room with yeah. the judges mm -hmm. yeah what was it like to be yeah. in I, I, in their presence i mean these like you know just hyper hyper famous I wish I could tell you, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything from inside that room except after I got my ticket and I walked up and I shook their hands and then Lionel Richie gave me a hug and he was like, do I smell? And I was like, no, you don't smell. Also, you're Lionel Richie. So even <laughs> if you did smell, I wouldn't tell you that you smell. But and that was it. And then I left and my dad was standing outside the room and that was that. So it was terrifying. But yeah. yeah what did you sing again <laughs> i sang like half of ring of fire at probably like 12 bpm uh lord be with my accompanist um and then they were like all right we want you to sing christmas carols so i sang christmas songs for like 20 minutes forgot the lyrics to frosty the snowman because i was so scared <laughs> um and yeah, I think I also might have sang some Michael Buble, but I can't remember. So I just blacked yeah. out. Yeah, I don't remember like anything. So that's crazy. Okay, yeah. so start being starstruck was real. Yeah, I think it was also just like, <clears throat> oh my gosh, so many people are going to see this. Yeah, millions. But yeah. What is the viewership for American Idol auditions? Yeah, oh, it must be tens millions, yeah, hundred million. They said just off of TV alone, it's around 30 million. That is crazy. It's crazy. And then, like, from all of the videos of, like, people posting my audition, I mean, that's got to be another 100 million. Yeah. Just across all the different platforms, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, if you step foot in that audition room on American Idol, people are going to recognize you. Yeah, yeah. And if especially, you had, like... you done nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And especially because, like, they never, ever get bases. Like, ever. No. So... Yeah. Now the last one I can remember was Scotty, Scotty. McCreary, yep. who's, who's done very well. Yeah, Scotty's great. But yeah, sang some Josh Turner. Did you yeah. think about singing Josh Turner? Were you like, I, I wanted to, and they were just like, actually, we're going to have you sing Johnny Cash. Here's your song, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Do you think yeah. that's how it always goes for people before they get? Not there? for everyone, because some of my <laughs> friends really got to choose like whatever they wanted to do. I did not. I didn't really get to choose anything, and a lot of my friends also didn't get to choose anything so it's kind of like 50 50 yeah but yeah so they hear something really specific they want yeah yeah i mean those shows are also produced yeah yeah it's like you know? i my sister has also been on tv and um okay. oh she was on for like a baking show and we both just bonded over the fact that it's like not reality tv at all like if something spilled on her show they would like clean it up put it back and record it spilling and then being like oh no or like if i said a joke they'd be like i like that that was funny can you say that one more time in this style and it's just like yeah i can do that <laughs> that's exhausting but, yeah Absolutely. so you're you're uh are you on the fence if you do another show like it or are you i are think you... that if i were to do another show like it i would do the voice okay but that's a big if yeah so. do you think the voice would would have any more uh freedom there 
as I think the song. voice would because I would have a coach. Yeah. So for Idol, they're, they're, it's like dropping your kid off to kindergarten. They're just kind of like, all right, go have fun. Go play. Yeah. And then just go do that. But. I had a friend in my acapella group in undergrad, uh, Ryan Sill, okay. who went on The Voice. I think he made it to top eight. So well, he, did very, he did very well. Yeah. Um, but they gave him the just garbage song choice for what his voice was really good at. Like his voice is this like really high light tenor, like sing in your ear kind of. Yeah. Like just amazing. He sings like the best on on the Christmas EP from however many years ago. He sang like the best Santa Claus is coming to town you ever heard. <laughs> just like soft and sultry and incredible riffing and vocal control yeah and they put him on the show and gave him like muse and like alternative rock with no riffing at all and like it's really supposed to be like kind of like powerful gritty vocals yeah and like i if they had if they had really like thrown him softballs to hit he he could have won the show he was that yeah. good of a singer yeah and they just like completely trash a chance and i don't know i don't know why i was like yeah. why wouldn't you want to show off your singers in the best way possible yeah yeah still got eighth though it's not bad yeah i know that's a w so <laughs> that's <yeah>. a w yep <laughs> okay interesting what other shows are there like that i guess there's like america's got talent yeah would not do that would not do that absolutely not no. um i was on another show that i actually really liked but nobody really knew what was going on um it's called i can see your voice and I was on the second season of it. And so I really liked my performance on that because, you know, they I had people that helped, like, instruct me on, like, this will look really good on stage. But if you want to do this, you can try this. And I feel like I had a lot more freedom. Everyone was really, like, a lot more involved with me. And they were really interested in my success, not just the success of the show. So if there are anyone, any people watching this right now hmm. that want to audition for a show, I can see your voice is really good. I literally think a producer or casting agent reached out to me about that show. Yeah. It was like when my stairwell videos were doing, were popping off like a year ago. Yeah. 99% yeah. sure that was the show they reached out to me about. And I was yeah. like, this sounds interesting. Like yeah. I, have, I have opera contracts, so I can't, but like, this sounds interesting. Yeah. That's fire. <laughs> um, as far as time and time management, what kind of time commitment is the Wellerman? And because you guys have done, you know, a number of full albums at this point. Yeah. And how do you balance that with your your studies? Um, well, I mean, if I were only doing the Wellerman, would it would be like no time at all. But I work and I go to school and I've got homework and I've got rehearsals and stuff like that. So it's just like I have to cram anytime I do it. Um, so I'm very thankful that we recorded so much this summer because that was like my only focus because I wasn't at work and I didn't have anything except that to do and so we just wake up and record and that was great and I love that so uh we only have I'm not going to say any names of the songs because that's a secret <laughs> but we only have I think one more song to record virtually and so we'll do that soon so this if you'd like to name this, I don't know when it's coming out, but this episode probably won't come out till like December. Oh, okay. So, um, <clears throat> well, we're going to be recording the video for it in October in person because I'm flying over for a weekend because we have a private gig, which is oh, crazy. Yeah, that's right. Bobby, um, Bobby so mentioned it's, that. It's Amazing Grace, which I'm really excited for because that was one of nice. the songs that I asked for because I feel like acapella hymns are just gas especially <laughs> on the internet like everyone eats them up so that's so true yeah that's yeah. a timeless piece you can't it really wrong. is yeah yeah absolutely. who's who's, arra who's arranging that one um we hired someone to do it but i can't okay. remember his name okay so it's something like like john smith or something like that i can't remember <laughs> john but, smith yeah i know right <laughs> john doe uh <laughs> yeah but I'm excited. I, I've listened to the um, the demo tracks and it sounds really cool. I've got a, for some reason, like, Bo I feel like Bobby is a much better, like, background bass too than I am. Um, Like, I feel like he just has so much more support 
down there well, on well, tracks. I mean, he's done it. He's been with acapella groups for years, yeah, you know, for forever. Yeah. And I am just like not the best at that. And for some reason, I'm always singing bass too. And that one is really low. Like it's got like B flats in it. So, and it's like, I can, I can get a B flat, but like the bottom of my like comfortable register is a C. Yeah. So like I can growl down to like an A or an A flat, whatever. But it's like, that is still low. And I'm not very good <laughs> at subharmonics or anything. I've only got between like an E flat one and an A flat one in subs. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, it's just in a weird spot, but I'm really excited. So, so yeah. do you feel like though you can you can reliably perform like B flats live? Like if you had to do it in a live performance on a mic, yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. I think like anything below a B flat is tough unless it's sub like a, like a sub G or an F. Um, like I have a choral piece that I'm doing with my chamber choir this semester where we have a G1 at the end and um, yeah, which is awesome. And I have been teaching one of my friends subharmonics and he's the only other like profundo that I've ever sang in a choir with. Um, and we have like almost the same register. I'm a little tiny bit lower than he is, but like having two profundos singing a G1 at the end of a piece is like phenomenal. There, there are two, two that I know. at Liberty. Yes, I know. So we've only got like 600 people in the School of Music. Um, and my dean and I are pretty close. And so we were talking about my buddy Aaron. And we were like, like, it's crazy enough that I'm there because it's like they get a profundo once every six or seven years. <laughs> so the fact that there are two profundos at the same time is just ridiculous. So I mean, it's rare, it's rare for, yeah, it's rare for a school to have any. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, the Academy of Vocal Arts, this like really high level professional opera training program I just finished up at last mm -hmm. spring. The year I got there, I was the highest bass out of four. There were three, like there were three profundos that can all sing like Osmin. Yeah. Three, That's ridiculous. Three in the same school. And so I would end up singing like higher rep in 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 operas than i normally would because there were three bases lower than me which is absurd yeah that's ridiculous because <laughs> you are like i mean you just have phenomenal technique and you also have a really really good low end as well like thank you man i have talked to bobby before about your chest fry <laughs> and it's like you have the like it's annoying <laughs> you have the most insane chest fry i have ever heard it's, it's meaty. ridiculous yeah very meaty <laughs> I I have always wanted like I didn't learn subs until probably nine months ago. And I like I had been trying and it didn't click until like nine months ago. And I've always wanted to learn like extensive techniques. And the main one that I wanted to learn was chest fry. And I just could not get it. So I'm still working on it. <laughs> Did some I, I, yeah, and I don't know how or why I have it. Yeah. Like I even back in undergrad, if we had a really low piece in choir, there's one piece that might have had like an A flat one. Yeah. And I could I could do that in a choir setting, chest fry yeah. back then. Yeah. And th and that was and it's just gotten stronger kind of the more my opera voice has gotten stronger. Yeah. And the other nice thing about that technique is you can have a pretty seamless transition down. Yeah. Like I find I do it kind of like just at the end of phrases. It'll just yeah. kind of go down into chest fry. Yeah. And I don't even have to think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, uh, whereas subs you really have to it's very technical yeah uh, which i'm working more on because the thing about subs versus chess fries subs can be it's much more pure mm -hmm. much, like like chess fries kind of an ugly sound subs can be very pure because you're just creating that undertone yeah and also even if your breath supporting a chest fry because of the nature of how it's actually happening it's usually yeah. still pretty wobbly like under a microscope mm -hmm. yeah. whereas a sub can be very consistent yeah if you're breast supporting it well so yeah. there's there's definitely pros and cons pros and cons to each i've been working a little bit more just for fun because i've never been able to do any of it with opera because opera is all about like pure efficiency of tone and like no grit none of that yeah. but at the end of my opera day once i'm done with opera for the day i've been working on like false fold stuff dude that's it's, ridiculous 
it's so badass and i'm like yeah. it's getting stronger and, and so far it's not ruining my operatic stuff yet yeah so I'm yeah like, knock on wood do, i'm like can i do yeah. both can i do yeah. both <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. so we'll see I'm, I'm on that journey now because like for stuff we do with like the bass gang like they those guys don't have anything holding them back from trying like the more i don't know if you'd call them like riskier or yeah. um potentially more damaging types of singing because if they if if one of them gets tired or like vocally off just take a week off yeah no one cares yeah like i have rehearsals every day so like i can't yeah. i can't put myself yeah. in that position so i have to i have to really like just you know big toe on the gas pedal kind of yeah yeah <laughs> so what's what's like what's your chest range um i mean i can usually push down to like a b yeah throughout the day but it's like pretty compressed and like thin yeah the 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 meaty part of my chest range really probably ends up like a, a d yeah or e yeah. flat i would say i'm probably like a, a minor third higher than you are okay on average yeah um so i can i could like sing osmin but it would be it wouldn't be right like zarastro is about the lowest yeah zarastro is awesome the first operatic piece i ever learned was yeah, I'm 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 doing it forever. I'm doing it in like yeah. a bunch of donor stuff next month. Yeah. It's yeah, great. It's a good and opera. Yeah, it's very F, simple. Low F to middle C. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if you were gonna do a role, that would hundred percent be my recommendation because it doesn't go above E flat. Yeah. It's low F to E flat, the whole role. Yeah. And there's like yeah. one E flat. Yeah. And it's not sustained. Yeah. Whereas Osmean much it's, more difficult yes all over oh, the place yeah zarastro is like cake if you you can make a you can make a lot of money chilling out and singing zarastro yeah yeah <laughs> i'll write that down write that down yes yeah. Yeah. feel feel seriously feel free to reach out whenever you have questions about opera yeah um where am i also Usually part of my comically large coke i didn't feel like getting a cup <laughs> Is that your, is that your thing? I love Coke. I love Coke. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite projects you've gotten to work on thus far? Hmm. I mean, a lot of the stuff with the Wellman has been really fun. I was not a big fan of recording strictly virtually, um, but like singing in person with them was amazing. Like awesome because i had never done like live i did one solo like live performance before but i had never like done something where people paid to come see me sing yeah and that was like crazy <clears throat> and having people like like after our main show there were people that like we did a meet and greet and they were like we love you guys you're awesome and it's like that's so crazy i've never <laughs> met you before but this is awesome uh but uh, that was awesome and also just getting to meet all of those guys in person i was really nervous that we weren't going to get along or that we wouldn't have good chemistry musically like in person but we all got along great and everything sounded really good so it was definitely awesome yeah. do you guys have regular video meetings like how often are you guys in touch outside of you know projects yeah it's usually like once a month okay so yeah. I was gonna say for the for the bass gang because we just met up like a month ago for the first time, and we have video chats so often, like it just felt like we were already pretty close. Yeah. So like I wasn't worried about the chemistry. Yeah, and then it of course just got better when we were there. It was yeah, just like homies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad for Bobby though because I snore, and of oh, course with no. my voice it's really bad because I sound oh. like a a train when i snore <laughs> and there was one night when we were on the cruise and bobby and i had to share a room and bobby is such a light sleeper and he was like i did not sleep a wink and i was like i am so oh. sorry bobby so the next night i just stayed up all night and i was like i'm gonna let bobby get a good night's rest <laughs> and i went out and sat out on the deck and i felt so bad for him because like even when we were in our little like villa thing he was sleeping upstairs i was downstairs he would sleep with earplugs in and he was like i could tell when you fell asleep through my earplugs and i was like i am so sorry man but, yeah 
I'm not you, as bad as my dad, though. My dad, I can hear him all the way across the house. It's it's crazy. Are you a back sleeper? You sleep on your back? No. Really? I, I can't fall asleep on my back. Because you a side sleeper. Side sleeper. I'm yeah. a yeah, I'm a I'm a stomach. Yeah, stomach or side. Yeah. That's usually people that snore sleep on their back. Yeah. I don't know. I guess Man. I'm just built different. You are so, built different. I, I guess so. <laughs> you are built different. Yeah. Built yeah. to just honk, man. I guess so. I'm a honker. That uh, is wild. Yeah. Okay. So a bit ago, you mentioned you wouldn't want to be like a super famous, well, more famous than you are now. You are, you would certain, you are certainly on some level of fame already. Um, would, would you rather continue to find musical success with like in a group like the Wellerman where there's a little bit more anonymity or as a solo artist where it's just um, all all you well dream come true would be if i could just live in a little cabin and record music and then like send it out to the world and still live in the middle of nowhere that would be perfect couldn't you do that now like if you just if you yeah. get through liberty yeah. Couldn't you, with the, the revenue you've earned and such, get a cabin and build a little studio in it? Yeah. Well, just... that's what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're good then. I've never been one to care for money or nice things. I just want to want a simple life. So Simple life, make yeah. music. Yep. That's it. Once in a while, pop on tour with the Wellerman and then go yeah. back to the cabin. Yep. Yeah. That sounds kind of perfect, actually. I know, right? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we shall see if that works out but yeah. sure yeah so um so what are some other projects you have coming up and the wellerman coming up and again this is coming out in december so yeah um well this is so we're i mean we're recording in september and i'm hoping to record personal stuff i've got four songs i mean i've written probably 100 songs but but Traditionally, it's like for every 50 songs you write, you'll get like three that are worth releasing, whether it's like your mom's like, I love that song. It's great. But it's like it's everyone thinks that you could just write one song and it's like, this is the best song I've ever heard. It's like I write a song almost every single day. And it's like. I mean, I've written over 100 songs and I've got like four that I want to record. And so I'm hoping to record those four songs. Just keep writing. And um, hopefully that'll be out by like December, which would be nice. So what's going to be the setup? Is it going to be you and acoustic? Or are you going to hire some studio musicians? Yeah. yeah, me and acoustic. And then I might play some piano on it too. But yeah. Also four song EP. Yeah. Originally EP. Yeah. yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. Um, Super <clears throat> my buddy George is a professional guitar player in Nashville. He's been one of my best friends forever. Yeah. He's a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing It'll it'll probably be out as well, probably around December. We're doing a a short EP of Johnny Cash covers. No way. Yeah, dude. And That's it's just, just acoustic guitar and yeah. voice. So he yeah. sent me Folsom Prison Blues and Ring of Fire last Folsom week. Folsom Prison Blues is the best ever. I dude, love it's it. It's the best. You know, I got to perform it like in a concert hall this past summer. That's crazy. Dude, we, what all right. So one song that most people haven't heard of from Johnny Cash. That I love, and you would kill it, is Greystone Chapel. Greystone right. Chapel. Yes. Let me write that down. It's awesome. It's another one of those songs where he went and performed it at um, at Folsom Prison. And uh, I was talking about the church in Folsom Prison. Because uh, that was when he became a Christian. And it was just like, I love it. Like, it's just such a cool song. And it's that same, like, 12-bar blues but it's great. that's awesome yeah 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 so th that's that's something i'm pumped about and like i don't do much solo stuff because yeah. i have operas kind of first mm -hmm. then all the like the whole youtube channel and bass gang are are in that second spot mm -hmm. and it's exciting because those do continue like they're edging up higher and higher all the time yeah. as they continue to find success yeah um and then after that is like my solo stuff. So it's like when yeah. I have when I have time, I love working on some solo things. But yeah, um, I'm excited enough about all the other stuff. Yeah. But the Johnny Cat, I mean, like it's it's just acoustic and voice. So it's not a huge yeah to do. Like he sends yeah. me the guitar 
I track voice for it. It's pretty basic mixing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it should it should be it should be pretty sweet though. I'm I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. Oh, well, I will just tell you quickly about Folsom in the um concert hall. <clears throat> so we we did this cabaret performance at this opera program and mm-hmm. it was all totally non-opera music. It was all based oh. around uh, a place called Laurel Canyon in Los Angeles in the 70s with like Stevie Nicks and Joni Mitchell and the Mamas and the Papas and like Elton John and Johnny Cash got thrown in there. Super, super fun. It was all set in like this 70s living room. Like we're all just hanging out, singing music together. And I played like this bad boy boyfriend that had just gotten out of jail. (laughs) A third of the way into the program, I like storm out on stage with my my acoustic guitar and like dressed in all, all black cowboy attire. And start yeah. singing Folsom. Mm. And so I got to sing Folsom in this like beautiful concert hall, like no microphone. Wow. It was like pretty crazy and like definitely a, a setting that Folsom has never been performed in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It was pretty fun. It was yeah. it was very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I was gonna ask you about your kind of like career goals or goals for your social media. We've kind of talked about that a little bit but let's let's dig a little further so i know the kind of overview is you want to be able to record and put out music and have a cabin in the woods is there anything specific beyond that like putting out full-length albums or like working with certain art like working with culture wall you know oh that would be awesome like Like, culture wall and tyler childers would be awesome to work with um i think that's well above my pay grade but that would currently, be fun to currently, do. Currently, currently, currently. Right. But hey, you start putting out yeah. solo stuff, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it would be awesome to make a living off of music enough so that I wouldn't have to like actually go and work. Um, but I mean, career wise, I don't really have any goals. I just kind of go with the flow. And I mean, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I mean, the Lord has always taken care of me, um, and I feel like He always will. So I'm not too stressed about it, not too worried. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of, kind of vibing, just going for it. So that's <laughs> okay. that's my career goal right there. Cool. Um, yeah. What what do you do for work outside of music? What's your job? I work construction. Okay. So uh framing houses so i work with one of my friends uh doing house restoration so buy houses from the city and uh i'll go through there and rip everything out and then fix anything that needs fixing and then we'll call in guys to replace windows and hang drywall electricians Mm. plumbers and then sell the house it seems like rewarding work actually it is it's very nice because like i can just drive around Lynchburg, which is the city I live in, I can just drive around and be like, I did that. You're welcome. Adding yeah. to the city. No big deal. I know. But stop, yeah, it's stop, definitely. Stop. Oh, stop. I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very physically demanding. But I love like, I mean, that aspect of I did that. And every day at the end of the day, you see progress. And you're like, this kind of sucks right now. But I know that I'm making progress and this is going to turn out really well it's very tangible yeah yeah Uh, my brother works in landscaping okay but specifically like it's very like artistic landscaping he'll do like these amazing like rock structure he'll build like little amphitheaters out of stone in people's backyards and he'll do like rock sculpture kind of stuff but he talks about it the same way he's a very artistic guy so he needs to have that art kind of in his career yeah. But he's also like a fucking handyman, like, <laughs> you know, and got like, you know, the man hands and like yeah. you know, the grip strength of a gorilla. So he like yeah. loves working with his hands and rocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the way he talks about it is he loves the kind of like permanence aspect of it. Yeah. Like rocks will just be there forever. forever. Nothing yeah. man-made lasts more than like 5,000 years, like yeah. titanium gone yeah. in like 5,000 years. Yeah. Rocks. Yeah. Rocks are it's essentially old. forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Theoretically speaking. Yeah. Like yeah. crazy. Right. Yeah. So he likes that. And also at the end of the day, you can just look and be like, I did all of that today. Yeah. As opposed to something, for example, like 
what I deal with as an opera singer for my training, I can't look back at the end of a week of like vocal training and just see progress yeah. I've made. It's it's yeah. so wispy and like you're on this day, you're off this day. Like my passages are great today. They suck two days ago. They're going to be bad yeah. again. To, like it's just yeah. all over the place. And so you can't really get a hold of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so whenever I, sometimes I will work with him, <clears throat> just like if I'm home, you know, in the summer for a couple of weeks, just like hop on a job, move some mm -hmm. rocks around. Yeah. And it is so, it is so rewarding to be yeah. like, you pick this rock up, you put this rock over here. And it stays there forever. <laughs> And, and that's then that. I have accomplished something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. So we're getting I wanna I wanna hit you with some Patreon questions here soon. Okay. But before we get there, um, what are some of the things you do outside of music other than construction? Do you have any like non-musical hobbies or like guilty pleasures like reality yes. TV or something? <laughs> um, I <laughs> love camping. I, love uh, I go anytime I have the chance. Um, I think I got that from my grandfather. He and I uh, built a cabin in the woods uh, together when I was a kid. And uh, and so he passed away in November of 2022. And so like that was really, really tough for me. But now it's just like every time I go out there and camp, it's just like I feel like he's there with me, which is really fun. Mm. Um, and my roommate is also... Like I, I live in a house with my best friend. He's great. Um, and he also loves camping. And so randomly I'll just be like, hey, let's just leave civilization for the weekend. And we do that. And it's great. Um, and I also love I love playing chess. I'm horrible at it though. I love playing chess and I love watching movies. I've never been big on TV, but movies. I love movies. Yeah. If you watch a movie, do you fully unplug? And yeah just, and just dive yeah. in yeah, <clears throat> yeah. we I could just watch put my phone did across the room get all swaddled up and then my cat comes over and we just watch a movie dude That's we awesome. could watch movies together i can't say that about many people because i'm the same yeah. way i am yeah. like phone off in the other room i like i want to just be completely taken yeah by the story because like that's how it was meant to be yeah assumed yeah. and i do i do watch shows i don't have much leisure time these days yeah. but i'll try yeah. to catch an episode of something at the end of the day kind of before i go to bed yeah and it is just like everything out of the way just like completely dive in yeah you know and it it yeah. it, it completely changes the experience yeah yeah completely yeah cool man what are uh what are some of your favorite movies if you could even or some maybe some yes. uh, that's too much pressure what are some what are some good ones you've seen recently well, I have a top three list of my favorite movies. A top three? Yes. That's yes. shocking for a movie lover. Yes, I know. So number one is Goodwill Hunting. Oh, that's phenomenal a great, movie. That's, number yeah. two is The Scent of a Woman. Oh, I um, haven't seen that. That's with Al Pacino. Okay. Fire. Very, okay. very good movie. And then number three is Shawshank Redemption, yeah. which is just so hard to beat. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. So man, I watched Shawshank pretty recently. Yeah, I need to watch Scent of a Woman and yeah. Goodwill Hunting has always been one of my favorites. Yes, yeah. Goodwill Hunting is just phenomenal. It's just incredible. Also, yeah. Rob Robin Williams, R.I.P. God, yeah, I know. What a guy! Just yeah. phenomenal. Just yeah. like absolutely incredible in so like how can you do that role and also be like and the then funniest also person? like flubber, flubber like, can... and and like this is Doubtfire. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, the genie and Aladdin. Yeah. But we would, yeah. we've just done these Disney songs, and so I was listening back to the originals, and I was like, his voice acting in that movie is insane, un unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, cool, man. Cool to know that about you. All right, yeah. let's get into some Patreon questions, and then we'll wrap Ooh. it up. <clears throat> some of these we will have already kind of touched on for sure. Okay, but uh, we'll just go through them anyway. All right, this is from LKH. She asks, "Have you ever considered a career in opera?" <laughs> well it seems like all of my professors and a couple of my friends like my vocal professor is a phenomenal operatic bass and he's like luke you would make so much money doing opera and it's like yes doc i know you've told me before hmm. 
I'm not necessarily opposed to it. It's just I'm not a very great operatic singer yet. And I would really have to dive into that a lot more to feel prepared to do hmm. opera. But I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's just not really a main focus for me. It is, I will say, it is a it is a ton yeah. of time yeah. and dedication. Yeah. And it takes a long time to start making money. Yeah. You could. I think I mean you have I can say you it sounds like you at least have the natural setup. Yeah. For sure, which is more than most people have. <laughs> but yeah, you you have to you have to love it. Yeah. You really have to love it. Yeah. And it is a lot of traveling. Yeah. A lot of performing and a lot yeah. of social stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um I just had a great chat for the channel with Lisette Oropesa who's maybe like sure sure one of the most famous successful operatic sopranos alive today yeah yeah and she's wonderful and even at her level i mean it's still a grind yeah 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 <laughs> you know it's crazy but yes but... you could i that's also very cool you have an operatic base as a teacher because yeah that's also really rare yeah yeah um yeah. most good operatic bases just work yeah <laughs> until they're yes yeah. well old <laughs> he is awesome like he did performance and stuff like that but then he just felt called to teach and he's yeah. awesome it's a good gig it's it's great for security which a lot of people end up wanting more and more yeah as yeah. life goes on cool man yeah okay we talked about this a little bit as well this is a few questions from susan who's actually a new patreon shout out to susan um what is your vocal range so let's let's yes. taper that. Let's let's taper that a little bit. I want I want to ask. We talked about this a little bit earlier. What would you? What could you reliably do, day to day? Like if you day had to, to day. like if you had to perform a song, what could you? At least most yeah. days, what would you be comfortable? Yeah. Singing? So if you put me on a mic, I'm comfortable with a B flat, one. Um, but if like it's a choral setting, I really don't want to go below a C two um unless i'm using secondary techniques in which case i can get like a g f e pretty comfortably yeah um and then my upper register like i mean i can belt an f it's not pretty but i can get it <laughs> um so that's like <clears throat> f4 i think yep yeah and then i mean my falsetto i can get to the fifth octave and yeah so it's all over the place. What's um what's out of curiosity, what what's like average morning voice for you on the low end? Usually an A flat, A flat or a G. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. That's so low. <laughs> yeah. I know. I so my friend Aaron that I was talking about earlier, the other profundo, is like anytime either one of us is having like a really good like bass morning voice, we'll just record a video and so there's like one video of me where i got like a f or an e and i sent it to him and he just replied i hate you and that was it like it's just what? it's all over the place but it's usually around like an a or an a flat that's ever yeah. an e dude that's bonkers yeah yeah that's yeah. some freakish morning voice yeah we, we had one morning after after karaoke in the czech republic when bobby had an bobby had an f sharp yeah and I had a G sharp. Yeah. And that that is absolutely as low as my voice gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That was> <laughs> okay, cool. Um favorite genre to listen to and favorite genre to sing. Favorite genre to listen to would be either folk or jazz. I love all these jazz. Like anything between the 30s and 60s. Phenomenal. Do I, you, you know, know an artist named Veronica Swift? Sounds very familiar. She's a good friend of mine who is at the top of the jazz scene okay. yeah. and goes on like world tour. Um, she's now really branched out to do other genres because she's one of those people that can sing anything. She's interested in everything. So she does a bunch yeah. of trans genre stuff like rock, classical, jazz, everything. Amazing artist. I'll send I'll send some of her stuff your way. Yeah. But but she a lot of people like as she was coming up in the jazz were like this is like the next ella fitzgerald yeah like, yeah that kind of yeah. stuff ella fitzgerald i love glenn miller glenn miller's great louis armstrong all those guys chet baker i love chet baker um yeah i love folk i love old country music like pretty much anything before like 1980 cool so 
yeah. awesome. But then my favorite genre to sing is probably like folk or western. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Killer. Okay. This is from actually you already did this, which is which is surprising. Uh someone wanted to uh this person prefers their name not to be mentioned generally. Um they wanted to see uh your forearm tattoos. Yes. Which you, which you already revealed, but maybe you yes. can tell tell us a little bit about uh, each one. Yes. So, um, all right. So, uh, this is like my first big one. It's Odin's ravens, and I also just love ravens because they're my favorite animals. Um, and then I got <laughs> a horseshoe for my grandfather when he passed away because he loves uh loved horses. And then this is from Coulter Wall's Imaginary Appalachia. Um, because that's the album that got me into songwriting. And then this is um from a song called Using Again by Benjamin Todd, which is one of my favorites. Um, then I got a semicolon for one of my friends. And then uh I also have a rose. Nice man, tatted up. Yeah. When, I when know. did you when did you get your first one? I think it was when I was 18. Okay. So I'm overdue. I've been getting like one a year. For yeah, a few years now, and I haven't gotten one this year. I need to get one. Yeah, this There's year was so crazy. Many... I think I got, I think I got four this year. <clears throat> it seems like a lot of yours are based around music. Yeah, yeah, cool. Mine, yeah. mine so far, are... one was an one was a a, a European uh, summer I had just to kind yeah. of an ode to that summer, yeah. and a lot of the other ones I want to get are usually actually TV or movie based because I just really? get so much inspiration from movie characters. Yeah, and I'm just like blown away by the acting and just like how like we were talking about earlier. If you really let yourself get into a good movie, how much of a masterpiece they can be. Yeah, and some of the acting performances. I don't know if you yeah. think like a for I don't know if you've seen, if, if you don't watch shows, you probably haven't seen it, but like a Peaky Blinders with Killian Murphy as the lead. Yeah, like that show is just like at least the first few seasons. It's a masterpiece. So like I want to yeah. get a tattoo based around that around that show i have a game of thrones and a lord of the rings tattoo combined nice. i have an, an avatar the last airbender tattoo like it's it's usually shows that really get me super super jacked up like characters That's um, awesome. cool but music's something i have to think about Some yeah mus musical tattoos because i kind of i kind of owe that to myself don't i yeah yeah a little bit <laughs> okay and um we've also talked about this as well but you can give a, a another brief recap this is from jen fraley what are your goals past college and do they involve music yes well <laughs> um my goals post-college i would love to get married and have kids and live in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and uh doing music i mean i'll never <laughs> stop doing music but I don't know if I would want music to be my full-time thing. Like, as much as I would love for it to be, it's not very reliable. But I don't think I'll ever stop doing music. Awesome. So, yeah. What year are you now at Liberty? Uh, I am a fourth year, but I won't graduate till the fall, next fall. Are they? I know back when I was in high school, which is like 10 years ago. <laughs> this, was it more than that? graduated in 2012 wow Woo. Yeah. um back when i was in high school a decade ago at liberty i remember they were i don't want to say pushing but really encouraging people to be engaged by like the end of sophomore year like spring ring or a ring spring oh ring by spring ring by spring that's a that's a old joke at liberty is like People, because of their faith, are like, we're we have to get married like soon. And so yeah. it's like the joke is like you meet someone in the fall and then get engaged by spring. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that is that at all a real pressure? Is that very much like a um I wouldn't say it's a pressure, but it is a reality. I saw someone proposing yeah. the dining hall one time. That's romantic. Which was I know very romantic. Over so, like mashed potatoes and yeah, yeah. So it. it's uh it's interesting and also just because like so many of my friends are like already married. Yeah. Which is crazy because they're all like one of my friends is engaged, he's gonna get married this summer and he's 19. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me. There were a number of Christian guys in my acapella group in undergrad. Um wasn't a wasn't a, I went to JMU, so not okay. a Christian school, wasn't a Christian yeah. acapella group, but there are a number of Christian guys. 
And yeah, a number of them were married either like at the end of college or shortly after. I think my first yeah. year after college, I went to like seven weddings and like half wow. of them were for these guys. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a thing. It's yeah. definitely a thing in the especially in the Christian community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Dude, it's been yeah. so fun chatting with you. Yes. I Very really fun f- indeed. I really feel like we're homies and I can't yes. wait to to meet you in person. It's gonna yeah, be dude. it's gonna be a riot. Yeah. It'll whenever awesome. that happens yeah so, and of dude, course bobby will be there too so it will be like dude, a union of base yes so yeah i can't wait um if you have any final words to the audience to the fans and anything else you'd like to say feel free yes well thank you so much for watching um we appreciate all of you very much and very uh, very dearly um <laughs> peter thank you for your time with me today and thank you for inviting me And I hope that you and everyone who watches this has a great rest of their day. I really think they will. Yes. This is just, this felt like a very, like both productive, like we got a lot of good info out there, but it was also just a vibe. Yeah. And I also, I literally just now looked at the clock and realized that it was over an hour. Dude, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? That's when you know. That's That's when you know. know. (laughs) We're boys, Peter. We're boys. boys. Can't help it. Dude, yeah. thank you so much. I will yes. keep you posted on the release and everything All for right. this. And otherwise, dude, best of luck with everything. Please reach out if you have any questions about opera, especially or like tech yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Dude, peace out. Alrighty. Toodles. <laughs>